Good morning. Good morning, church. Welcome. We've had an amazing week celebrating with uh, the children. Absolutely. Well, it was a wonderful week here, powering up with all these wonderful children, and a lot of enthusiasm and excitement, and you're going to see a little bit of that this morning as we share together. Let's just have an opening prayer together. Our loving God, Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of being able to gather together as the church this morning. You know our hearts. You know the challenges of the past week. And you know the pressures that face us in the week to come. But we know that you are ever faithful walking with us and you will not abandon us in our time of need. And so as we come together this morning to celebrate these wonderful children in a week of blessing, we pray that your Holy Spirit's presence will just be upon each one of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. How can you change tomorrow? How can you help today's children and youth develop lasting faith in Christ? How can you make a difference in the lives of kids around the world? Studies show that people ages 4 to 14 are the most accepting of the gospel, and many come to faith as children or young adults. In Awana, boys and girls throughout the globe hear the gospel, are mentored by caring leaders, and can feel like they belong. Just $10 allows a child to experience this evangelism and lifelong discipleship. share everlasting hope. You can change tomorrow by changing the life of a child today. Hi everyone. My name is Melody. For those of you who don't know me, um, I have been with Awana for now three years and I have to say it's probably one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had and for my kids they've grown so much in Awana. It allows them to grow within Christ by learning the word It encourages them to live it out in their life. And Awana not only rewards kids to build in team-wise, but individually grow. So I really want to encourage everyone to think about Awana, think about enrolling your kids, 
and letting them experience it for themselves and for the adults who want to give back and kind of engage with their kids, I really encourage you to want to think about volunteering with Hawana. And registration is open now, so thank you very much. Hello, hello, hello. It's a me, Shimario. I am so excited to see so many of my friends from VBS last week here. But you know what I'm even more excited? Is to see your parents. Yeah, I'm really excited. So let's give a big hand to the parents. Awesome. So, I mean, we had a lot of fun last week, right? Did we have some? Did we have fun? Okay, so these guys had fun. No one else had any fun at all. Awesome. But I, th I had fun, right? And we learned a lot of things. But we think it's even more important that your parents know what's going on here. And uh, we think what goes on at home is actually even more important than what goes on in here, right? So we're going to spend the rest of this uh, bit of time this morning catching up with what we learned last week. And I need all of you guys, my friends who are at VBS, to help me out. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay, some of you can do that. Thank you. Thank you. So, I'm sure some of you have noticed there's a bit of a, a video game theme going on here. So my question is, to all of you, adults, kids, everyone, how many of you have ever played or currently play video games? All right, most of you have, most of you have. All right, it's not bad, it's pretty good. So here's my next question. In, in video games, what is a power-up? What's a power-up in video games? Shout out your answer. Energy. Firepower. Swords. Storms. Makes you stronger. Yes, yes. These are all, these are all great answers. Swords, fire. Storms, strength, yes, yes. And so what a power-up is, a power-up is something that gives you a better chance of winning the game. Yeah? Okay. And what we also talked about is that in real life, we have power-ups too. And the power-up that we have in real life is way more powerful than any power-up you would get in a game. And that power-up is through this through a relationship with God. That is the best power-up we can have in real life. Because you know what? God wants us to know Him. And we can know Him. And what are some of the ways that we can know God? We talked about three big ways we can know God. Anyone? Sarah? Um, by not lying or doing any sins. By, by not lying or doing any sins. So living the way that He wants us to live. Absolutely. Any other way you can know God? Yes. Bible, prayer, talk to someone. Boom. Right there, all three, down, smack. Read the Bible, God's Word, absolutely, by prayer, so we can talk to God and we listen to Him, and by talking to people who know God already. So they could be your parents, your friends, definitely your small group leaders, all right? So these are all ways that we can power up in real life. And we also spent some time this week looking at a memory verse. 
Are you guys ready to do your memory verse? Yeah? Yeah? All right, so it's going to come up on the, on the screen now, and we'll all go through it together. All right, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. God's power gives us everything we need to lead a godly life. Awesome! Fantastic! Good job! All right, so we played games. We did other things too. We didn't just play games all the time, all right? Uh, we heard some really, really awesome stories from here, from the Bible. And I think it would be really cool if we could go back in time and listen to one of those stories. What do you think? Think we could do that? Yeah? All right, so I need your help. I need all of your help with this, all right? So in some games, they have a power-up that enables you to go back in time. So I know we all want, we all, most of us want to power up, right? Well, most of us want to power up. Most of us want to live lives of power. And we know that power, true power comes from God, and it can be found in God's Word. And we're going to look at the story of, actually, it's one of my favorite stories. It's the story of a young boy. His name is Josiah. Josiah discovered that by reading God's Word, you could tap into some really amazing power-ups, Okay. But first of all, I need somebody to be my Josiah. Can I have a volunteer to be Josiah? Come on up. All right, Josiah. All right, and let's, let's tell everybody what your name is. What's your name? What's your name? Josh. Josh. All right, so, Josh, let's have you stand right here. No, let's have you stand down for now. Let's come down, okay. Can everyone see Josh? All right, so you guys all know Josh as Josh for now, but for the next while, he's going to be Josiah, the boy king. All right, here we go. Actually, you're not king yet. Let's take that off. Not yet, not yet. Your time will come. So, uh, let me set the scene first. So thousands, thousands of years ago, God appeared to a man called Abram, and he promised Abraham that he would have a big family. His promise came true, and Abram's family was really, really big. In fact, they became so big that they formed a nation, and that nation was a nation of Israel, and God chose Israel to be his people and to bless the whole world. And then God also appeared to a man called Moses, and he gave, thank you. Oh, okay, thanks. Moving this. Done. So God appeared to Moses. And he gave Moses a set of rules, because it's important to have a set of rules for his people to know how to live according to God's way, right? And Moses wrote these rules down, and we can find those rules right here in the Bible. In fact, they're in the first five books of the Bible. If you know those five books, let's all say it together now, all right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Good job. So... Those five books hold God's law, and they're called the books of the law. And at first, the people of Israel took
took God's law really seriously and they followed it, but over time, they forgot God's law. Yeah, that's right. They forgot God's law and they started worshiping other gods because they decided that they knew what was best for their lives, not God. And so they worshiped other gods, they built idols, they built statues. Things were not good. And it was into this time that Josiah came. All right? Hail, Josiah. All right, so we're going to read from the Bible. Good job. So we're going to read from the Bible, and if you have Bibles, you can follow on. It's in 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 1. All right? Oh, it's up on the screen. Josiah was eight years old when he became king. All right, so I want you guys to think about that just a little bit. Josiah was eight years old when he became king of God's people. It's crazy. All right, Josiah, let's have you become king now. There you go. And here you go. All right, Josiah. How many of you guys are eight years old? Are there any eight-year-olds in here? Well, there are some of you. All right. <laughs> awesome. So you guys are Josiah's age when he became king. And let's keep reading. So 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 2, it says, He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father, David. Good job, Joe. Good job. Give me a high five there. Oh, man. Let's get this back on. You got to be king. All right. And then Josiah grew up. Awesome. He grew up, and then one day, his high priest, now the high priest's name was Hilkiah, right? Hilkiah discovered the book of the law. And he brought it. This is the book of the law. There you go. You got it. You can do this. I know you can. Maybe not. All right. There we go. You know what? Let's just hold it up, and then I'll hold it for you, all right? There we go. You can hold your robes. All right. So Hilkiah discovered the book of the law, and then he brought it to Shaphan. Shaphan was Josiah's secretary. And his secretary, Shaphan, takes it and he comes and he reads it to Josiah. And you know what happened? Josiah was like, oh no! And he tore his robes, because that's what people did back then when they were really upset. So I need you to tear your robes. Can you do that? You gotta go do this, all right? One, two, three. Oh no! You're doing good, you're doing good. You're doing, you're doing good. So Josiah was really upset because he discovered that his people, the people of Israel, had not been following God's way. They had built idols, they were worshipping other gods, that's not good. So Josiah listened and paid attention to the law of the Lord and he decided that he wanted his people to know the law and to know God as well. So he had the law brought out and read to all the people of Israel, all right? Let's do this now. You're going to read the law out to all the people of Israel like this. Can you do that? 
Okay, let's do it. One, two, three. Breathe the laws a lot. All right. Good job. Okay. So he read the law to the people, and then Josiah, along with all the people of Israel, decided that they were going to take God seriously. They were going to follow his ways, and they were going to recommit to a relationship with God. Good job. High five. And they're going to pick it up reading again in 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 25. Let's see if I can find this here. Oh, it's on the screen. Good. Okay. Neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his strength. Nice work. In accordance with all the law of Moses. Double high five. One, two, another one. Good job. All right, Josiah, thank you so much. Everyone give a big hand here to Josh. You can go sit down. Thank you. Actually, you know what? I forgot to do one thing, really, one really important thing with Josh. Josh, can I have you up here again? Sorry. Come on up here. Come on up. All right. So one thing that happened during Josiah's reign is that Josiah decided when he became serious about following God that he was going to destroy all the idols that were in the land of Israel, right? So we're going to have Josiah here destroy some idols. Are you guys ready to see him destroy some idols? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Josiah, let's turn around. Those boxes over there, those are idols, okay? So when the music starts, I want you to go up and destroy these boxes, okay? You're going to punch them. You're going to stomp them. Do everything you can to destroy them. And these guys are going to cheer you on, all right? You ready for that? Awesome. All right, when the music starts, go, go. All right, go, Josiah. Go, go, go. Destroy those idols. Destroy them. Come on. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh. Stomp, stomp. There you go. There you go. It's one more, okay? Come. Stomp. Stomp. Oh. Good job. High five. High five. Thank you, Josiah. You can go sit down. All right, that was some pretty epic idol stomping. I feel like it should be a stampede event, right? Idol stomping? What do you guys think of that? <laughs> All right. So back to our story. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, well, what's the big deal with what Josiah did? Well, here's the big deal. The big deal is that he did not realize that what his people were doing was not right. He did not know that they should not have been worshiping idols and statues. But when God's word was read, he paid attention and he decided to act on it. And I think that's an important thing for us to remember as well, right? Because God's word has power, 
And like I said before, it's really important what we do back at home as well, not just what we do here at church. And so I encourage all of you guys as families, as individuals, to spend time on a regular basis reading God's Word. You will definitely learn things that are true about God, but I mean, just like Josiah, who knows? God might show you something that He wants you to change in your life. And He'll definitely show you some things, maybe some people that He wants you to serve, and maybe other different ways that He wants you to serve. So I encourage all of you to spend some time doing that, okay? God wants us to be in relationship with Him. We can be in relationship with Him by reading His Word through prayer, by talking to other people who know God. And we are able to have a relationship with God because even though you and I, all of us mess up, we all mess up, we all sin, and sin separates us from God, but we're able to have a relationship with Him because God loved us and He sent His Son Jesus to die for us, to pay for these sins. And God also knew that we would need a helper, right? So He sent the helper who is Holy Spirit. And when we accept, trust, and believe that Jesus was God's Son and that He died for our sins and took care of us in problem, Holy Spirit comes to live in us as well. And Holy Spirit helps us to live the way that God wants us to live. In fact, Holy Spirit gives us some pretty awesome power-ups if we tap into His power. And we're going to look at some of those power-ups that Holy Spirit gives us along the way, all right? So we're going to read through them together. Those power-ups will come up on the screen uh, as a, just as a hint. It's about fruit. It involves fruit. Okay, I heard, I heard someone say, woohoo, fruit! Yeah, fruit! Fruits of the Spirit. Yes! Yeah, I like it. Yes, fruits of the Spirit. Those are the power-ups the Holy Spirit gives us, and we're going to go through them together, all right? So the first one is love. Power of love. We could all do with some love, right? And the second fruit will also come up on the screen shortly. It is joy. Power of joy. I like joy. Joy is good. Yeah? And the third one is, it's going to come up right now, peace. Oh. Power up, peace. I think, I think we all look at the world and, and it strikes us that peace is something that the world could really use, right? So that's the third fruit. And then the fourth one's coming up now, patience. Yes. Power up, patience. I don't know about you, but I could definitely do with some patience, right? Something that I really have a hard time with, okay? So that's patience, and then the next one's going to come up on the screen in one, kindness. Power of kindness. Kindness is another great thing. We, the world could do with a lot more kindness, too. We could all do with a little kindness in our lives. Yeah? And the next one coming up is going to be faithfulness. Faithfulness, important fruit of the Spirit. And there's a couple more. Okay, you guys, you guys still tracking with me? All right. So after faithfulness, we have goodness. And after goodness, we have gentleness. And after gentleness, what's the last one? Does anyone know what the last one is? Self-control. Boom. Good job. Yeah, so that, was a, that was a preview. Yeah, it's self-control. Those are the fruit of the Spirit. And you can find it right here. In the Bible, in Galatians chapter 5, 
verse 22, it's coming up there. The fruit of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty awesome thing to have in my lives. That's a pretty great way to tap into God's power and to, to manifest these fruits that then draw other people to you. Because they, they look at you and they're like, wow. You know, Evangeline is just different. She lives, she's such so loving. Hudson is so gentle. Ava is so kind. Josh is so patient. Sarah is so, has so much self-control. What is different about these people? <laughs> what is different about them? And that's how we also go ahead and help other people also know God so that we can all tap into that awesome power that we have so that we can all then power up and raise our game, right? So one last time before we go into some time of singing, we're going to do a memory verse. Yeah, you guys ready for that? Yeah, friends, all right. Let's go through it one more time. Second Peter... Chapter 1, verse 3, God's power gives us everything we need to lead a godly life. That's right. All we need, all we need is God's power, all right? I thought that was a pretty good taste of what we did at VBS last week, right? So I hope you guys are all, all excited and pumped up to go back home and stay powered up, all right? Because uh, I think we should, we should go through our memory verse one more time, yeah? Shall we, shall we do it one more time? All right. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're ready. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. We're going to say the memory verse together. So 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, A, God's power gives us everything we need to lead a godly life. So let me, let me pray for you guys. And then that's the end of my segment anyway. All right, so let's pray. God, thank you so much that you love us and you want to be in a relationship with us. And that thank you so much that you sent Jesus, your own son, to die for us and to fix us in problem. And also for sending Holy Spirit to be our helper. And that through Holy Spirit and through your Son, we can tap into your power and live a life of being powered up and raising our game. So thank you so much. And I pray for all of my friends here today that, that you would be present in a very real way in their lives over the next while. In your name, I ask this all. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Pastor Brian. How, do you, how many of you feel like you've been at church today? Yeah, you're not too sure. Anyway, this has been great. We um, uh, at First Church, we're trying to find a way to teach God's Word, to teach God's ways to kids in a way that they can understand it and receive it and get excited about it. And that's really what this week has been about. And really, a central figure has been uh, this king, Josiah. He became king at the age of eight, but at the age of 18... He wanted people to go and repair the temple of God. It needed some work. It needed some renovation. And guess what happened? What they did is they found a copy, a scroll, with the book of the law. And that contained God's Ten Commandments and everything in it. And they found this book of the law hidden away, probably gathering dust. Here it was in God's temple, hidden away for a few generations. 
You see, Josiah's father and his grandfather did not follow God. But he did, and at the age of 18, when he heard that they had found a copy of God's law which described how God wanted his people to live, uh, it gave instructions for how to live, he said, we've got to do this. And so Josiah brought renewal to the people of God. And he said, I'm going to show you how to come back to God and begin to live life the way God intended it to be lived. And that's really why God has given us the Bible, folks. Um, What we learned is we learned a couple of things this week, and you heard about this from Mario. We call him Shromario because his name is Shromal. And uh, we learned this already, but if you want to draw closer to God, there's a couple of things. One is God's Word. And the problem in the Old Testament during that period when Josiah became king is that they had God's Word. It was hidden away, and nobody was reading it. Nobody was thinking about it. Nobody was doing what it said. And you know, I wonder how many Bibles there are in people's homes that never get opened. Uh, we have to know what God has said to us if we're to live in the way he wants us to live. And what we're learning as Christians is the best way to live life is to live it God's way. When he gave the Ten Commandments, that wasn't to cramp our style. It wasn't because God was a killjoy. It's because God knows that that's the best way to live life. But you need more than just the Bible. You really do. And you need to do more than just read it. You need to get it in your heart. You need to get it inside of you. And so what we do is we encourage people to really learn this book, but to internalize it, to get it inside. And you know how you do that? You heard about it today, the Holy Spirit. When Jesus died on the cross, he rose again from the dead, and it says he ascended to heaven, and then he gave his Holy Spirit to everybody, every man, every woman, every boy and girl who would call out to him. And that's how God applies his word to our hearts, and that's how we can learn to live for him. And I never want to underestimate what God might do in a crowd like this. Maybe you're an adult here today, and maybe you've never given Jesus uh, a try in your life. Um, If you're not happy with the way that your life is going, and if you tried things your way, Maybe it's time to try God's ways. Maybe it's time to take a look in the book. Maybe it's time to say, Lord Jesus, I do believe in you. I believe you died for my sins. And I believe you rose again and gave us your Holy Spirit to live in us so that your word could be written on my heart. And if that's your desire today, I'm just going to close with a word of prayer. And then we're going to do some thank yous at the end but I just want to give you this opportunity right now to allow the Lord to change your life and bring renewal to your life. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you today for this fantastic week that we have had with these children. I thank you for the many, many volunteers that we had, for the fun that we had, for the songs that we sang. We thank you, Lord, for um, the teaching that we learned. And we thank you, Lord, for the story of Josiah, this young king who brought leadership to his people. And we thank you especially for the Lord Jesus, who really is the one who came to help us renew our covenant with you. And now, Father, I pray that you would help each one of us to walk in your ways. As our heads are bowed, maybe you would just pray this prayer silently if you really want God to come into your heart. 
Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. Thank you that he rose from the dead and he poured out his Holy Spirit. He gave his Holy Spirit to live inside each one of us so that we could know your word, that we could know the Bible, that we could know you better and live with you forever in heaven and that you could write your word in our hearts so we would want to live in a way that is pleasing to you and be renewed every day to live life the way it was meant to be lived. I hope that you said that prayer today. And if you did, please tell someone about it that can help you. Thank you, Father, again for this wonderful day we've had together. In Jesus' name, amen.